What is up, bros? Anybody care to lax? Welcome back to the Crease Dive. Today is Monday, August 26th, and the playoffs are set, boys and girls. The inaugural PLL regular season has come to an end uh, this past weekend in Albany, and we've got our four teams in the playoffs right now, so it's going to be chaos versus whip snakes and it is going to be the redwoods versus archers jake it's another wild weekend we wouldn't expect anything else so how are you feeling after that whirlwind in albany i mean both of us are just complete fucking morons for our picks but other than that like you know i don't think you could ask for anything more especially with uh i mean it was an action-packed weekend um it, it you know, I, I think we both kind of expect, half expected it to be like boring or something like that. You know, like a, the the run of the mill um, PLL weekend. But as we've you know, as we've seen, there really is no such thing as a uh, run of the mill PLL weekend. So, I mean, the boys went absolutely nuts on in all facets. Dude, there were there were three teams fighting for those final two playoff spots. All three of those motherfuckers end up winning their games. Like it, it would have been, it would have been a little bit of like a letdown if that final game yesterday, uh, the Archers Whip Snakes game. Like, like if if the playoffs were already set before that, um, it would be you know, it'd, it'd be you would just be like watching and be like, ah, it's like I guess this is like okay, but like the seedings are already set. Like the guys are already in the playoffs. It's like this game really means absolutely nothing. Instead, the Atlas, they go out, they win their game on Saturday night against Albany. They, that's actually – I'm a fucking idiot because, like, that's exactly what happened with, uh, you know, the weekend in Homewood, right? It, it's, you know, the, the Whip Snakes, they came out and they ruined the Atlas homecoming with all the Hopkins boys playing at, at Homewood again. So I probably – I don't know why in the hell. It's probably because my brain sucks um, why I was, like, so – like, oh, yeah, Albany's going to show out in Albany? Because, like, no. Like, we've already seen that that shit didn't work at Homewood, they, it, especially considering they already had a playoff spot locked up. So, um, yeah, that's just – I don't know. Every single week, I feel like there's at least, like, four or five examples that we can pull out there where it's like, these two guys are fucking idiots. Why do they keep talking on the mics? Um, so that was one of them. But so the Atlas, they come out, and they win their game against, against uh, Chaos. So right off the bat, it's like, boom, they're still alive. Like, all these teams still have a chance. Uh, then things get going on Sunday afternoon, and it's, it's a little tight that, like, for a while, I was like, all right, like, finally, Jordy gets one right. I've said, you know, playing against <laughs> the Chrome, a team that has nothing left to lose, like, this is going to be a dangerous game for the Redwoods because, you know, they've got a ton on the line here and the Chrome have nothing. That's a tough matchup. And it was 6-6 right until the final buzzer of halftime. And then once Kavanaugh put in that two-bomb to, to close out the, the first half, like, that right there – I have to imagine going back into the locker room for the Chrome. Like there, there were probably some, some beers flying around. It's like guys were like, all right, regular season's over. Uh, you know, that's just some shit luck right there. Let's just, you know, go out here and, and have some fun. And then they get shit pumped in the second half there. So boom, not only are the Redwoods still alive, but they destroy the shit out of the Chrome. 18 to seven. 
right? So they get shit pumped 17 to four last week by the whip snakes. We're like, oh, well, there goes their score differential. And they say, whoa, 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 shut up, fucking coward. We're about to come out here and get an 11 goal win. So boom, clinched. And then, uh, you know, then things finally wrap up. Archers come out. They, they handle their business against the whip snakes 11 to eight. Uh, I'll tell you what, the, the whip snakes, man, like that game right there, they may have just handed the archers the crown because the last thing you want to do is let a guy like Tom Schreiber into the playoffs where he has a championship to play for. You let that happen, he's going to win. So like that was like the whip snakes are probably thinking to themselves like, all right, we got to play against the chaos in, um, you know, in, in Columbus next week. We win that game. We're going to th- like no matter – you're going to see Tom Schreiber again. So that was just highly ill-advised to let that man into the playoffs. You guys had a chance – you know, the Atlas won their game. The Redwoods won their game. Like, that, you could have knocked Tom Schreiber out of the playoffs, and you messed that one up, and that's not a mistake that you should ever make. No, it's really not. Um, I mean, I've said it before. There's really nothing scarier than Tom Schreiber uh, with a full head of steam. Like, I mean, and and I tweeted about it um, this week, you know, on on game day. It was like Tom Schreiber has the fucking best gig in the entire league. He comes out of the box, catches the ball, does a little split, goes to the goal, and and gets a tuck, and then he jogs back off the field. He's on the field for 15 seconds, and he's producing. Except for that one possession. He got stuck. He got stuck playing D a little bit yesterday. And by a little bit, I mean, like, that was – that might have been – more than once. That was like the longest lacrosse possession I've seen in mm-hmm. probably since like uh, probably since like like Sankey at UNC when he got his defender hung up at X and he was just like dancing around back there for like four minutes and then the NCAA finally had to say like all right we're gonna have this like timer on rule um, like dude that possession there had to have been like seven shots three that hit off the post like. That was a long-ass possession. Tom Schreiber out there playing defense during all of that eventually ended in a goal. But that was – like that right there, Tom Schreiber, people forget, two-way midi. That's right. He's, he, he's playing both sides of the ball. That game – I mean, it was such an odd game, specifically the Whipsnakes game. I, I was – I mean, the Whipsnakes defense was, was really on for the first half, and then uh, the Whipsnakes offense was really not. So it was – I mean, it's a game of runs, as they all say, but like – the Archers defense really, I mean, they've really come together over the whole year. You know, Matt McMahon and those guys are just fucking insane. Jackson plays. Um, I feel yeah, like we need to Drew Adams too coming in there. Oh, so yeah. Shutting it down. Drew, uh, Drew, Adam, Drew Adams with that. Yeah, that's right. Springfield product. Not a big deal. Uh, did uh, I tried to do my best Barstool Jordy voice talking about Greg Grenley and uh, Springfield guy. Not a big deal. It's fine. It's fine. You know, uh, I feel like we need to talk about the Redwoods game. And, uh, but, I mean, Greg Beast getting his, his first goal uh, of the season in an appropriate fashion for the, for the kid, you know, battling cancer. That was awesome. Um, and then our, our boy, Ryder Garnsey, absolutely had a day. What, what more can you say about that? Just, I, I, was, I mean, the, the stuff that he was doing out there, all the, one, all the one-handed tricks, um, that's the thing that I love about Garnsey is like, 
he he knows like he knows that it's not enough to just score a goal right like he doesn't want to like pick up a ground ball with two hands and like run top side and then like get himself going down the alley overhand low and away like that's any anyone can do that you can go to any lacrosse game in the world and you can see that Ryder Garnsey he know when he puts the ball in the back of the net he wants it to be a highlight that is going to blow up the internet that it's just the the way that he moves too, it, he doesn't move like a human being, right? He's like, he's kind of yeah, like he, like a wizard, like like if a wizard like like a, like a wizard, or you know what, man? He's even kind of like, which kind of makes sense that he'd be playing for the Redwoods, but like he kind of looks like Groot out there, like just True. like just you know, like a he's like a like a wacky inflatable flailing arm kind of guy. Like you put Ryder Garnsey out of a used cars lot, and like those cars will be flying flying out of there so um you know if if anyone has like a a small business that's opening soon a grand opening and and you can't really afford a a wacky inflatable flailing arm thing just get Ryder garnsey out in front of your store to do like stick tricks or some shit and he'll get the job done i mean it was just like you know uh, unfortunately without jules henningberg which you know we'll get to that particular portion of the game in a minute but you know without jules henningberg somebody had to step up and you know, I, I love that it was Ryder Garnsey. I think that, you know, for a rookie to, you know, and it's not, it's not just like he produced, right? You know, it's not just like he came in and was like, oh, I got seven points, you know, whatever, up and down the field, you know, four assists, three goals, just, you know, run of the mill stuff. Everything he did was absolutely insane. Like, you know, the, the feeds through the middle, um, you know, the one-handed pass across the crease, the one-handed falling goal uh offside hit you know offside hip was just stupid um and then we saw production out of Sergio Perkvic which we have not seen the entire year um I think that he hadn't had a point in the last four games and he came around with a hat trick you know he's out he's a bully um he's kind of like a what what we've he's kind of like a Romar Dennis like you know that he has this huge potential to just take over a game when he needs to and what a fucking game to do it to clinch the playoff spot. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I feel like, again, I'm going to go back to that, that Matt Cavanaugh, that two-pointer to end the first half. Like, that was, that was a dagger for sure for the Chrome. Like, at that point, it's like, all right, we're like, we've already locked up last place. Uh, we're not getting into the playoffs. We're already eliminated from this shit. And then, you know, you're playing a pretty good game against the Redwoods in the first half, and then that shit happens. It's like, well, fuck, like, you go into the locker room, there's no, there's no more morale in there. Um, and I, I, I feel like the Redwood, like, they sense that. Like, it's like, all right, like, we got them to quit, but it's not going to be enough if we just win this game, right? Because the Atlas, they already had the better score difference. So it's like, we can't just win here. Like, we need to destroy these fuckers. Like, we need to make them quit and then quit again so that we can just keep pumping goals in the back of the net. And so when you have a guy like Garnsey who's doing the shit that he's doing, like if you're a defender in that position, you're like, what the hell do you want me to do? Like I can play the best defense on this kid as possible, but then he's just going to like warp his body around me in like, like he's like a, a glass of water or something and then go one hand and put it in the back of the net. Like, what do you want me to do? Like, so that right there is like another, like, like you just have to like at some point just like give up. It's like, I, I don't know what you want me to do. So you already haven't given up after halftime. 
Then you have Garnsey just making everyone be like, what the fuck is going on here? And then that's just a perfect storm for Perkovic to just come in and just unleash bombs. Mm. So that's, yeah. I mean, it's a solid game plan for sure. Yeah, and you know it, it, it's it's tough to make the comparison right now, but right, but Ryder Garnsey is almost like the way that he plays is so interesting. The like as a defenseman, I'm like I'm not I don't want to guard him. It's like I can try, but you know you could take away his offhand and he's still going to do everything one handed. Like what the what is the fucking point? It's like why like all right. You know, uh, really, if I'm guarding, the only way the only way that you can stop him is if you have a guy like Brett Queener out there running around like a goddamn asshole and just cross-checking dudes in the head. So, like, if if you know, if, if it wasn't going to be Jules, I guess it was going to be Ryder, and like then I guess like that way you stop him from scoring. Fucking yeah. psychopath. Yeah, that was. Uh, I guess we can touch on that. Um, that was, uh, and I don't, I don't know if you were watching the game live. I believe it was 16 minutes of total penalty time doled out between three players, um, and I'm sure you saw the highlight. But like, there is no earthly way in the world that you could justify Queener's hit in any facet, mindset, whatever, because that was hands apart on the helmet. Like not even a, a, a hint of remorse. Do you um, know what that is? That's Scotty Rogers. If you're listening to this right now, which I'm pretty sure you are, this is your fault. Like you have all these goalies out there that want to be the big bad tough guy, and this is my crease. I'm gonna protect my crease, and like you, you if you come trying to die through my crease, I'm gonna put you through the earth's crust. And sh- shut <laughs> up, sit in that, stop the balls, you losers. Like. like like this this is just bre- well like one it's like hey your season's over so like you might as well like go try to do something but then it's like like you don't need to be a tough guy in net right like the dive is it's a rule like you're allowed to do it you're allowed to dive across the crease and like yeah like you're allowed to like protect yourself but like don't be pissed off at people who dive through the crease and be like oh i need to put these guys down so it's like it's guys like scotty rogers who who start this whole mentality of goalies that need to be these like big bad crease enforcers and you know if if you're if you're coming even close to the goal i'm gonna come out of here and i'm gonna just snap my fucking stick over your head like yeah man stay in the cage like maybe maybe stop a few more balls like don't get pumped for 18 and then you can start hitting guys yeah that was the that that was the fun i think that was the funnier part was that he just was he got shelled absolutely just shelled after um and you know the 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 kind of the talk the you know the guy the boys tossed each other around right after queener's hit was totally understandable i'm surprised it actually didn't get any worse um well look like jules was was about to hop back in there as well luckily he yeah had, yeah he get back i don't think he would have actually done it that that's like a that's like a north jersey like uh i'm gonna go after this guy but I, like i need you to grab me type of thing but yeah still, anyway it's the thought that counts and he might have, you know, he might have just had like a surge of adrenaline or something before he started getting dizzy or, or, or an immediate migraine or something. Because there's no, you know, I there's no way he, he didn't have an immediate concussion. Um, but like Mike Manley was in there, uh, Sergio Perkvik was in there. I mean, Kavanaugh, Cab was in there too, and Cab got him. Cab got Queener back in the, uh, you know, in the later stages of the game, which the foul that they called on Kavanaugh on Queener in the in the. Um, towards the end of the game where queener jumped that was gar i think that was an absolute 
garbage call. There should not have been a flag thrown for that. Queener jumped. Kavanaugh, he might have extended his hands a little bit, but like, uh, I, I don't, I don't think so. I, yeah. Not. I, I don't. Think and again, so. that that just goes back to goalies being like, it's like the weirdest position. It's like, buddy, like you're running the ball out on the clear. Like you're running the clear right now. So like. Like if, if you want to be cross checking dudes in the head, well then you also have to like let us hit you if you're if you're running the ball out in the clear. So it's it's, it's a double standard, right? It's like oh, so the goal so the goalie can give somebody a concussion, but if some but if he by by gets pushed when he jumps, it's like holy shit, let's protect this guy for fuck's sake. It's not like they, you know, he put himself in that position to get decked. Like if you okay, if you jump. Like I tell kids all the time, if you leave your feet around the crease or in any sort of fashion in the goal, in traffic, you know, anywhere on the field, really, you're, you're setting yourself up to get absolutely annihilated. So, I mean, in my opinion, that's Queener's fault. Yeah. Moral of the story, just stop some balls. And, you know, if, if you're going to hit some guys, that's fine. But, like, you don't have to be such a goddamn lunatic about it. Um, if there's anyone though out there right now who deserves to take out their frustration and snap a stick over someone's head, it's pretty much everyone on the Atlas. Um, what a, I mean, to go from, you know, how they got into the position where they were at heading into this week. Um, you know, they were, you know, they had no chance. They, they were at before week nine, in Hamilton, they were at like 11% chance to get into the playoffs. Now, I'm not a big math guy, but I know that 11%, it's, it's not that high. Um, and the fact that they were miraculously, so they, they get the win in week nine, and then the Redwoods, they get pumped. Uh, so like by some stroke of the lacrosse gods, the Atlas end up in a playoff position heading into this weekend, um, which was great for all the all conspiracy guys out there. You know, it's like, all right, Rabel, you know, they're pulling some strings. They've got the league as a puppet. Uh, you know, they're, they're making, you know, they're, they're, uh, you know, they're, they got everything going the way that it needs to go where they miraculously make it into the playoffs. They end up winning the championship. And then you have a great picture of Paul Rabel holding up the crown on September 21st. Brilliant. Well, I guess someone took the script and they uh, used it as some toilet paper, wiped their ass with it. Now it's all covered in shit because they got the win on Saturday night, 12 tonight. It's all the, uh, I mean, I guess that they probably could have pumped them a little bit more, which, which would have helped them. But like at that point, it's like, all right, we get the win. One of these other two teams are going to lose. We're going to end up in the playoffs. It's going to be great. Everyone's going to have a great time. No. They get the win, and then they just need to watch the rest of the weekend as their chances drop and drop again until that final final nail in the coffin on Sunday, I guess late, late afternoon when you know Tom Schreiber decides to put the team on his back, Marcus Holman puts the team on his back, Will Manny with the quickest release of all time puts the team on his back, and the Archers end up grabbing that last spot. Um, I mean, I can't even imagine just how awful of a Sunday that must have been for everyone on the Atlas. I mean, you put in all that work, especially to to overcome with what has been, who have been the premier team with the you know the most high powered offense um, in the Whip Snakes. Like that is that is an absolutely high powered offense. You've got threats at every. I mean, you 
fucking Mike Chan and Chuck, I swear to God, like they're going to move the point line back because of Chan and Chuck. Like they're going to be like, okay, it's an 18 point line. It's, it's the Mike Chan and Chuck rule because Chaney is out. Like, I don't know how he does it. It's like, you know, I, I don't understand, man. It makes me so mad because like he does it, it, everything, you know, all of his two point shots are so effortless. And you don't even think about the fact that he's like shot it 25 times and scored seven. Like you don't even think about that. You know, he's shooting like 25%. That's still like, you know, you know, 25% in, you know, basketball is still, you know, decent. Right. So, I mean, yeah, you, the archers put in all that work. They hung on to the lead. Um, and I, you know, the other thing is I realized that in the middle of the game, and I'm never going to be able to get it out of my head is Matt McMahon sounds like TJ Miller. Like you, if you said that, and I was very upset that you said that because now I hear it as well. Maybe, uh, We'll, we'll, we'll plug it in here real quick and we'll, we'll let the, uh, you know, we'll, we'll plug in that audio and let the audience decide for themselves. Uh, we were just talking about a small adjustment we need to make. Um, Chaney sets himself up well with the two-pointer. They do some seals inside, so they try to make Chaney's guy the hot guy. And then, uh, and then he pops up, and so we got to have Rat able to get back to him because he can hit those shots from 18 yards. As soon as I saw that tweet, I was like, you son of a bitch, because now, because they, they love to mic him up because he's a big talker. Yeah. Um, you know, he's, he's always orchestrating the defense back there. Uh, he always has some good things to say, like, you know, uh, while, uh, you know, Paul and, and Brian Boyle, while they're in their ear. And now it's just ruined because, I mean, they're, they're going to have a couple more games here. So we're, we're going to hear it a couple more times. And the whole time I'm just going to keep thinking T.J. Miller. I had to. I mean, I, I couldn't put my finger on it for the longest time, but I definitely had to. Um, I mean, the Arches played really fucking well. Um, you know, Trevor Baptiste was on the sidelines for, you know, the, the second two games, and he was, he was sweating. Um, I, the, the, the Atlas the, making it. The clip of, of Trevor – scoring the goal while in the middle of being mic'd up and talking to the broadcast. I mean, that's a, that's an all timer right there. Um, The good thing about the Atlas being out of it now, because Trevor, he's a, he's a big time broadcast guy. So I think, uh, you know, bring, bring him into the booth a little bit more. Uh, You know, obviously they still have, you know, a couple games here with the way that the, uh, the PLL playoff format is. So, you know, they're in the losers bracket. So it's not like he has, you know, the rest of the season off, but get get them, uh, you know, get them in the booth a little bit. Let them let them call some games. Oh, for sure, he's he's definitely one of the guys I could I, I would want to see um, calling the games. I I, I also need um, it's not a want, it's a need. I need Connor Farrell in there, absolutely calling a few of these games because that dude is hilarious. Um, it, he's so funny. Maybe uh, just like do the, like a whole like a like a Fogo's only broadcast and like just. <laughs> So like the games, the games can be on either NBC or NBC Sports Network. But if you want the Fogo's only broadcast, it'll be NBC Sports Gold. Just and you know, Paul, and, and if you're listening, just take that idea and uh, run with it. Yeah, I mean, you know, Paul's listening. Mike too. I know Mike is a huge fan. Um, but also, like, I, if I'm the Atlas too, like, I'm not necessarily mad either because I'm going to get the first round pick. Uh, you know, I'm playing for the first round pick, and that's, I mean. One guy, as we've seen in this league, can make a world of difference. Like Eddie Glaze, like just Glaze being back for the Redwoods was a world of difference on their defense. That was insane how how different their defense looked with Glazner being back. So, I mean, they pick up a guy, you know, the Atlas picks up a guy like, you know, Grant Ament. Like that, I mean, 
there uh, that you're you're that's a that's a multi-dimensional attackman um i mean is mac mac o'keefe is a senior is he not oh maybe he's a year younger yeah, yeah. uh nah he might be he might be a senior yeah because i think he's a year younger than grant but grant also had that red shirt year um I know. We'll, I mean, either of the either of those two, you know, is scary. Like, there's there's a dozen other guys, you know, that that are could equally make an impact um, for for the Atlas or the Chrome. So, you know, I'm not necessarily mad uh, if I'm the Atlas. You know, you played hard and you came together towards the end of the season and you t- you took out a team on their homecoming night, which is pretty fucking sweet, if you have to ask me. So, yeah. Speaking of which, shout out to all the fans in Albany. Um, we didn't expect that it would be anything less than a sellout, but the atmosphere there looked looked wild. Um, you know, it's a it's a top notch lax town. Make this shit up, unless unless you can make it up, and it's just still the Rables working some conspiracy here. Although I, that's actually another thing too, where it's like I feel like maybe we jumped the gun a little bit last week, calling out all the conspiracies, and then they were like, mm-hmm. "Oh shit, they're on to us. We can't make the playoffs anymore." Like I think so, because because that would have been it would have just been a little too convenient for them to make it in. So like if the Redwoods would have dropped that one yesterday, I think that I think that there would be probably some sort of investigation that would go in there, and they're like, we don't need any of these fucking like people just nosing into our business here. We don't need anyone looking around. So let's you know let's just take the, take the loss this time. And, and, you know, we'll go play for that first overall pick. Uh, but at this point now though, I, no conspiracy theories needed. Like I, we're not even going to do predictions. I'm, I'm going to say that right now. We're not making any predictions for the playoffs here because everything I say ends up being just an ice cold take. It's, it's like just buried deep in Antarctica take. Um, I, First off, you know, I want to apologize to the chaos in the Chrome because I mushed you guys to shit this weekend. Um, so, you know, you, you can't script anything that's coming up here in the playoffs because it's probably going to be just pure, unadulterated chaos, no pun intended, uh, for these next, these last three weeks. Yeah, it wouldn't be worth it for us to make predictions. I mean, you know, considering we've been make, making predictions all year. I'd, I'd, if I had to make a prediction, let's go Archers. <laughs> Okay. You know what we're doing it. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll you know, so now we now it becomes, you know, what is your what you know, are these teams going to play any differently going into the playoffs? You know, like are are we going to see like, you know, are are the are the matchups going to become important? Like you know, uh, yesterday they were um and and a good friend of the pod, Joe Keegs, Joe Keegan was pointing out that um they were putting a shorty on Marcus Holman to keep a poll on Tom or Ben McIntosh. So it was making it difficult for Tom to Tom Schreiber and Ben McIntosh to play the two man game. Um, And then Marcus Coleman had a couple goals. So like, you know, how important do these matchups become uh, or just, you know, does nothing matter because that's, you know, what we really end up with at every, I really think that that's what it is. I really think that there's not a single thing that matters. It's just these dudes ball. And at some point, like, one dude's going to ball harder than the other guy that's on the other side of the field of them. And then they're just going to end up with more goals. And that's the thing. People overthink lacrosse a lot. It's just, it comes down to who balls. Like these guys are, again, you, you can pull Ben McIntosh and make it more difficult for Tom to run the two man game with him. Guess what? He's just going to like 
unleashed some ridiculously silly passes all the way across the field to Will Manny. The ball's going to like barely even graze Will Manny's stick before it's already coming out of his release. And then it's going to be in the back of the net. So like regardless of how you play any of these guys, like they're 120 of the best lacrosse players in the world. I think they're going to like figure out how to do something else. Great. If you, if you take something away from them, they've got something else in the bag ready to go. Um, and again, it all comes down to the only way to stop these, some of these guys is to just break your stick over their head. <laughs> Unfortunately, violence uh, is what we keep coming back to as the answer. So if you're listening, kids, violence is the answer. If you want to make it to the PLL, just be a goon because every team needs one. Yeah, start drinking a whole lot of – get on the Jim Harbaugh diet. Uh, start, you know, pretty much only steak and milk for the rest of your life and you'll get there. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so before we wrap this thing up, let's just do a, a quick uh, man up, man down of the week. Uh, this is brought to us by Roback, a lifestyle activewear brand based out of Charlottesville, Virginia, home of the 2019 National Champ Cavs. Uh, you know, the, the, the fabric that these guys are, are using for their clothing, it is uh, – it, it feels better than, like, being naked. I feel like I'm wearing lotion. Yeah, like that's what, and it's just, it's comforting. It makes me feel like I'm walking through a cloud. And the best thing of all, they look out for the pups as well. They've got little dog bandanas as well. So, you know, Maisie, she's been rocking a rowback dog bandana for, you know, the weekend, just flexing on all the haters at the dog park. Um, you know, unfortunately, some of the, some of the male dogs are really liking the way that she looks in it. So I have to be like, <laughs> back, back away there. But Buy her dinner first. But guess what? That could be you, though, if you wear Roback. You know, wear some Roback to the bar, and you'll just have the ladies all over you, um, the same way that Maisie has dogs all over her at the dog park. So Roback, that is R-H-O-B-A-C-K.com. Also, check them out on Instagram. And uh, if you put in the promo code CREASE15, you will get 15% off of your next order. Uh, so my man up of the week, this is – it's not PLL-related. But I've got to go uh, down to Richmond, where the Spiders have just introduced uh, the newest, best name in all of college lacrosse. They bring in Mustang Sally, a midfielder from Denver East High School. What a fucking name, man! Not a joke either. We're not joking right now. This is one hundred. Go into the like. Go into the the list of commits on Inside Lacrosse. He's there. Dude, Mustang Sally. Like that right there. So shout out to the parents because like you know for a fact like that name was picked out because like I'm probably like the dad was like like this kid is going to be an incredible athlete and I need a name that is going to pop when you say it, it during the broadcast. Like that's a name that is specifically intended to be an incredible athlete. And you know it was intentional. Like they were like, yeah, I'm the, the dad was like, yeah, my last name's Sally. I swear to God, if I don't in my lifetime name, one of my, if one of my offspring Mustang, I have failed. So let, let you know, Mr. Sally, you have not failed, sir. And we see you. Dude, it's just, it's just such a strong name. And it's, it's, it's a name that pops. You hear it. You're like, this is, this is a kid who's destined for greatness. He's probably just going to stick it topside, find your girlfriend in the crowd, take her home with him. And it's that that's a kid who is out there to, so shout out to Richmond too, for, 
being able to pull in that recruit. Like that's, that's an, if, if I'm on the coaching staff of any D one school in America and I see that name, I'm like, you don't even need to send me any footage. I don't need game film or anything. Just, I see the name. I want you on the team. So shout out to Richmond for being able to pry Mustang Sally out of Denver East high school. Oh yeah, baby. Spider up. I don't even know if that's their thing, but I'm saying, you know, roll, roll spiders, spider up, whatever. Yeah. That's, I don't know. Spiders. It's a bad, it's a bad mascot. (laughs) It's pretty bad. It's a really shitty mascot. Um, okay. So if I, if I had to pick my man up this week, um, I, it's going to be one handed stick play. Sorry. I, I, I'm, I'm all in on Ryder Garnsey with the, the one handed stick play. And I mean, you know, it's, you know, it's kind of like we, it's kind of like the thing where you were, we were growing up They're Like you're always going to need to learn cur Like you need to learn cursive. Right. And you never ended up using it. It's like half of these kids growing up, you know, like you need to learn how to throw and catch with both hands. Well, ah, it's not, not really necessarily true. If you are a writer Garnsey type or somebody who can play with, you know, one hand on the stick, just absolutely. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. And I'm completely here for it. Yeah. It's like the same thing too. It's like cursive, like, like, yeah, like you needed it when like people were writing with like a literal, like, like a feather and ink just because you couldn't like pick it up off of the paper to start a new letter. Cause it's like, or else you'd run out of ink. Well, the same thing as like using two hands in lacrosse. Like, yeah, like you needed to have both hands when guys were playing with like tennis rackets out there with like, Mm. you know, basically just like dads would like slice up their leather belts and just like put it in the head that way. And that's like, that's all you had to use. But like now with the stick technology, you don't like, you could have an incredible hand. Like you could just hold the, hold the stick in your thumb and your index finger and like still be able to handle the ball in there with the way that the new meshes and everything. So I got to say that was a, that was a great, um, metaphor for, was, was that a metaphor? I don't know. I was an English major in college, but I, I forget most of it. Um, I feel like you could call it like an allegory and nobody would question. It's a great allegory. It was a top notch allegory. One of the best allegories I've heard all day. Uh, yeah, yeah. nobody's going to question that my man down. Um, you know, I'm sick of talking about it, so I'm just going to say it and we can move on from there. But just tough okay. guy, tough guy goalies. I'm, I'm out on tough guy goalies. Again, just save the ball. Right. Yeah, get out yeah. of there. Right. Yeah, you, yeah. Got one, you got one job, right? All right, well, my man down, and I'm, I'm sick of it. I'm, I'm putting my foot down. I've had enough. I don't care who it hurts. I'm man down on tucked in jerseys. I'm sick of it. I can't see it anymore. I'm sorry, Paul. I know you're a huge fan. Um, I'm sorry, Joey Sankey. I just, I'm sorry, Eddie Glazner. Um, there's a whole list of sorries that I could do, but you know what? I'm actually not sorry. I was lying. Uh, I can't, I can't stand it. They weren't meant to be tucked. You got to let them breathe. Um, you know, if you, if you don't want it hanging out, fucking make it into like a, a, a cutoff. I, I don't know, but like it's, it's meant to hang out. It's meant to be loosey goosey. I'm sick of it. That's actually, that's what we need is we do need someone to come in hot with a, uh, you know, basically like a, um, what the hell are they called? Um, like a halter top. Yeah. What, 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 what are they called? Where it's like, uh, I don't know, just like a belly shirt. There's a name for it. It's Monday morning. We're recording this. My brain is fried right now. Um, but either way, so, but, but we need someone to come, come in hot, just like cut the Jersey in half let the belly fly. Like someone like Connor Farrell would be great to like start that trend. 
um, you know, someone who maybe like, uh, you know, we could get, actually we could get Rambo out there, you know, someone just, uh, you know, let, let the barrel fly a little bit. And then as soon as people see how swaggy that looks, like the tucked in immediately goes out the window. It's like, you, you just, you know, so you just need something newer and better to come in. Like the tucked in, I agree. It's, it's a, it's a tough look. Um, you know, the, the jerseys are already designed to look similar to soccer kits. So it's like, like we, we get it. We don't need to go all the way with like the tuck in and everything. Um, it just sets a bad example for the kids. Cause I feel like we're just going to go around, you know, the next few years at summer tournaments and it's just going to all be all tucked in kids just looking like a bunch of knobs. So we just need someone to come in, break out a belly shirt, let it fly. And then all of a sudden like that's, that's how we get rid of it. So we just need someone to take the action. So we have three weeks left here of, of the PLL season. Someone needs to step up, be a hero, get rid of the tucked in jerseys or else Jake is going to lose his goddamn mind. I will. Absolutely. I'll have a breakdown on the internet. All right. Well, that is going to wrap up the regular season of the PLL. We've got a, we got a bye week coming up this weekend. Then after that, it is Columbus, New York. And then September 21st, it all comes down to the crown in Philly. Uh, so three more weeks left of pro field across. And, uh, you know, it's been a, been a wild season so far. Wouldn't expect the playoffs to be any different. Um, so I know that fall's starting here. I know that, like, some of you guys, you might have a girlfriend who wants to make some plans, do some apple picking, go to some pumpkin patches here in September. Say, hey, listen, you can have all of October if you want. All right, October's for you. but September, what, 7th, 14th, and the 21st, it's lax time, all right? So you can go pump, pumpkin patching later. We've got some lax to watch. So buckle up, folks, and uh, while we do that, we will be keeping it low to high to the day we die. We out. As I'm blazing down my trail to education, as 
Surprise! 